Well, good evening. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3 is where we're going to begin tonight. Chapter 3. And let's, let's go ahead and pray again. We can never pray enough. Let's pray. Father, as we just open your word, Father God, as we just long to draw closer to you, Father God, as we long to just learn more about you, to study you more, we ask that you would just, that your word would be spoken, Father God. And that we would just focus on you right now, on your voice, Father God. May it just be your words that come out of my mouth, not my own, Father God. And we ask that you would just be praised, honored, and glorified as we just study you right now. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. And we all agree and say, amen. Awesome, guys. First, Samuel chapter 3. And we're going to be in the whole chapter tonight. But, you know, so Pastor Mike, he... He called me earlier today. He, he told me, you know, hey, I'm going to be stuck at work. I, I, I'm not going to be able to make it. I need you to teach for me. I said, absolutely, 100%. You know, and, and immediately when he asked me to speak, you know, this, this, uh, this, this passage came to mind, 1 Samuel chapter 3. And the reason I love this passage is what we're going to see here, you guys, is just Samuel's obedience, Samuel's willingness to not only listen to God, but to, to answer that call, to serve him. You know, during this whole, this whole pandemic, with this whole COVID thing going on, you know, I had a conversation with my, with my wife. You know, we were visiting some, some in, my in-laws, and, and we were talking, you know, what's the Lord been showing you through this, this whole thing? You know, because we've been stuck in the house for the last few months and getting a little stir-crazy. And the Lord kept drawing me back to this passage of Samuel's obedience. You know, and I, and, I, and I asked myself, do we have that same obedience? Do I have that same obedience? When God calls me, do I answer him the way that Samuel does? And so I thought, you know, I think that is just a word from the Lord. I think he was preparing me um, for this, this moment here. So let's go ahead and, and jump into 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now it says in verse 1, it says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Let's stop right there. A little bit of backstory. So Samuel was, is, is in this time, the daughter of a woman named Hannah. And Hannah at this time, she she was barren. She, she couldn't have children. And she was hurting. And she was praying to the Lord, Lord, if you just give me a child, I will dedicate them to you. And so the Lord answered that, that prayer that Hannah had. And, and, and he gave her a son named Samuel. And she was obedient. She, was, she kept her word. And she gave Samuel to the Lord to serve him. And so Samuel is serving right now under Eli in the temple. And during this time, there is so much wickedness in the world. It says here in verse 1, it says, And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. There was a hardness of heart in the people of Israel, you guys. 
And there was not only a hardness of heart in the people of Israel, but there was a corruption in the priesthood as well during that time. In earlier in the cha- in, in chapter, or later on in chapter two, before this, the book talks about Eli's sons and how they are wicked and corrupt, and are and are stealing from the Lord. And so God is going to speak through Samuel and guide. And so we see in verse 2 it says, Now it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down. I'm going to stop right there for a second. So we go back to the hardness of the hearts of of the people of Israel. We go back to the corruptness of the priesthood. Eli at this time, it says, Eli was lying down in his place when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. Not only is this talking about Eli physically, but it's talking to him about him spiritually, you guys. That at his age, it was making him an ineffective leader for Israel. His sons were corrupt. His sons were evil. And yet he did nothing about it. And so at this time, you guys, Israel is in such a dark place, is in such ruin, in such hardness. Well, here comes Samuel. And we see in verse 4, it says, And that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. And so he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And so we see Samuel here. He's being called by the Lord. He doesn't know it yet, but he's being called by God. How quick is he to jump out of his bed and go to Eli and answer his call or who he thought he was calling? And I, and I think to myself, like I was saying earlier, do I answer God like that? Do I truly answer the Lord like that? When God calls me to serve, do I jump right out of my seat and say, yes, Lord, here I am? Or do I drag my feet? Do I groan? I don't want to do this. This doesn't sound fun. Oh, I just worked a 10-hour shift. Lord, can I just have a little break? Samuel, I guarantee you, has been serving all day, doing things around the temple. I'm sure he was tired. But what does he do? Did he walk to Eli? Did he get up, moaning, groaning as he's walking to Eli, dragging his feet? No, it says in verse 5, it says, So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. He ran to Eli, you guys. He ran. 
So not only am I convicted on, do I actually answer the Lord like I should? But when I answer the Lord, what is my attitude towards that? What is my, how's my heart towards the Lord? Towards what he's called me to do? When he does call me. Do I have a heart like Samuel right here? And then yet again in verse 6 says, Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. And so Samuel rose and went to Eli and answered and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. So Samuel at this time, he doesn't recognize God's voice. Yes, he is serving the Lord. Yes, he's following him. But he yet does not recognize God. God's voice. Do we, do we recognize God's voice? I was talking to your brother just earlier. And I think a lot of times we, we try to use that as an excuse. I didn't know it was you, Lord, that was calling me to do this. You know, we use the, are, am I sure that, this, that the Lord is calling me? Maybe I should pray about it a little bit more. Maybe I should wait on the Lord a little bit more. When you know good and well that the Lord is calling you to speak to somebody or to go somewhere specific. Where is our heart? Where is our attitude towards the Lord? Where is, how do we answer him? And we see again, going on in verse seven. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Like I said, Samuel was serving, but he did not yet know, he wasn't familiar with the Lord yet. He was still a young boy. At this time, he was probably somewhere, I would say anywhere from what history says, between 12 to 16 years old. He was young. Imagine a young 12 to 16-year-old boy. (laughs) We're not very smart. We're still not, even in our 20s and 30s. And yet, Samuel was wise enough to follow the Lord, to answer his master. If a 12-year-old can do it, guys, why can't we? Why can't we be wise enough to, to know when the Lord is speaking to us, to answer him the way we should? In verse 8, it says, And the Lord called Samuel yet again the third time. And so he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did Call me. Stop right there. Not once, not twice, but three times he's hearing the Lord speak to him. I'm sorry, if it was me after the second time, I would have said, you know, forget that. I'm not getting out of my bed again. I'm nice and comfy. I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep. I'm just going to ignore it. Obviously, I'm hearing things. And yet Samuel still, again, and again and again answered God, answered his master in obedience. And Eli perceived, ending in verse 8, that the Lord had called the boy, verse 9. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go and lie down, and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, speak, Lord. For your servant 
hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Again, more obedience. Verse 10, it says, Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. He was obedient, you guys. Time in, time out, again and again. Can we honestly say that we are the same? Do we have that same heart, you guys? Samuel, who was a 12-year-old boy, is convicting, is teaching men, women, like me and you, of what it means to be obedient to our master, to our Lord. The harvest, you guys, the harvest is plentiful. There is much work to be done in the world. And yet who answers that call? Because God calls us. What are we doing about this call? How are we answering it? How are we going about it? I'm not saying... We all have to be out on the street with signs screaming at people and and blow horns saying turn or burn, you know. But we each have been called to serve the Lord in, in a specific purpose, in a specific way. Are we doing that truly? And if we are, are we groaning while we do it? Or are we loving the Lord? Are we loving others while we do what the Lord has called us to do, you guys? I can honestly say that a lot of times I don't. A lot of times, I'm dragging my feet. And yet the Lord remains faithful day in and day out. He continues to call us. And when we answer that call, see what the Lord does in your life. And let's watch, let's read as Samuel answers the Lord's call and see what the Lord does through Samuel. Verse 10 says, Now the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant here is verse 11. Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from Beginning to end. Stop right there. So we see in verse 11, that the Lord is prophesying through Samuel. He says, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Translation of that would be that your ears are going to ring. It's going to hurt. It's going to be loud. Everyone's going to notice. The word of God, the word that God has for Samuel is a warning of judgment to come upon Eli's house. Now remember, I was talking about earlier how Eli's sons were wicked. They were corrupt. They were stealing from the Lord. And it is a warning 
not just to Eli now, but to, speaking about it now, to, to fathers here and now in this day and age. To discipline your children. You know, Eli, you know, it, it seems in this time was, was, was a fairly good man, but his sons were, were evil. They were vile. They were disgusting. And Eli's sin was his failure to keep his children in the ways of the Lord. And so we're going to see judgment upon Eli right now. Verse 13 says, For I have told him, being Eli, that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. He will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows. So Eli knew about it, you guys. Eli knew what was going on under his nose, in his household, in the Lord's temple. And what did he do about it? Obviously not enough. Verse 14 says, And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So just imagine Samuel right now. Young, young preteen, young teenager, whatever age he may be. He gets a prophecy from the Lord. You know, and it's not just, you know, a small little prophecy, you know, whatever it may be. But it is a prophecy of judgment towards his master. He was dedicated as a baby to the church, to the temple. So Eli, I guarantee you, is pretty much all he knew in some way, shape, or form as a father figure. And yet he's getting a vision, a prophecy from God on judgment towards his master. Oh, really, Lord? So this is what I get for being obedient? I have to hear the bad news about my master getting his whole family is just going to be destroyed? Really? And yet he still stayed obedient. Let's read on in verse 15. It says, So Samuel lay down until morning, and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Well, no, duh, I would be afraid to tell my master a vision that his family is pretty much done for. Yet, yes, it was his own doing. But to have a young teenager is like, oh, great. I would tell my master this, Really? And so verse 16 says, Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, what did he answer? Here I am. Gosh, you guys. I I get so blown away at the obedience of Samuel, at the willingness to serve. 
here I am. And it's so powerful. It's not, it's not what? Yeah, I'll be there in a sec. Yeah, hold on. Give me a sec. It's here I am. I'm ready to serve. Your servant hears you. What do you need? What a heart. What a servant. And Eli, and he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God, do so to you. And more also, if you hide anything from me, all the things that he said to you. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> We're going to read on. He says, or I'm sorry, let, let's stop right there. Can you just imagine, again, just imagine Samuel. Like, I'm about to tell you that you're, you're done. You're done for. Your family, what you did in not disciplining your children, not showing him the ways of the Lord, you sinned against the Lord. Your, your family is, is going to be in ruins. It's going to be judged by the Lord. And, and just imagine from Eli's side, hearing a young, a young teenager telling him, yeah, this is what the Lord said. You're, you're done. But again, we see Samuel's obedience. In verse 18, then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, being Eli, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. So again, we see not only Samuel's obedience, but Eli, even after hearing all that, knowing what he did, neglecting to discipline his kids, his children in the ways of the Lord, and knowing what he did, knowing the monster that he created, He said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. This is a classic case of you will reap what you sow. And Eli knows that. And his response says it all. Let him do what seems good to him. You guys, our Lord is so good. He is just in all his ways. And we will reap what we sow. But we see obedience. We see Samuel and his love for the Lord and his love for his master. Because it Obedience comes from love, you guys. If you truly love somebody, obedience follows that. Loyalty. And so it's obvious here that Samuel loved Eli that he, and, and respected him, that he obeyed what, what Eli asked him, that do not hide anything from me. And he told him every single bit. 
And Eli accepted that. He knew that he would reap what he sowed. And so we see in verse 19. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. Verse 20, And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Verse 21, Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. Think about that for a second. What can compare to knowing that you guys have the Lord with you? Nothing. The Christian that knows that God is with them. Romans chapter 8, verse 31, guys, says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Guys, if God is for us, we're undefeatable. The world can throw everything that they want at us, but if God is for us, if we are truly the Lord's, then can we truly be defeated? Heck no. If God is for us, who can be against us? And God was for Samuel. I will tell you that. He says, and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. Anything that the Lord said to Samuel, he picked it right up. He grasped onto that. Because he knew that was a sovereign word of God. He knew that what the Lord had to say, he was going to stop everything that he needed to do and listen to God. All the prophecies that came to pass, the words of truth that were spoken from God, Samuel was right there to take them in, to bring them out to others. And verse 20 says, And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel has been established as a prophet of the Lord. People knew from Samuel's actions. People knew from, from the way Samuel prayed, how he worshipped, how he served, who he was. A follower of God. Let me ask you guys something. When people see you, do they say the same thing about you? Do they say, oh, he's a Christian. He's a, he's a child of God. Do your friends, do your family members know that about you? Do you make it known through your actions, through your words? Samuel did. 
And guess what, guys? Samuel was just a man like me and you. If we are obedient, if we follow the Lord, read his word, pray, worship, who says that we cannot be used like Samuel? Verse 21 says, Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And then the first verse of cha- the first part of verse 1 of chapter 4 it says, And the word of Samuel came to all of Israel. We have the word, you guys, right here in our phones. We have a direct access to Jesus Christ, to our Lord and Savior, our God. And in my prayer, as we, as we finish out this, 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 this chapter, you guys, is that we have a heart that longs to serve like Samuel's, you guys, that we have a heart that longs to be obedient, to listen, and not just to listen, but to do. James chapter 1, verse 22 says, be not, doer, be not hearers of the word only, but doers also. It's great you guys come to church. It's great you guys come to hear the word of God, but what are you doing about it after that, when you leave those doors? Are you just a Sunday morning Christian or a Wednesday night Christian? Or are you someone who, when they leave these doors, the word that was spoken resonates in their hearts. That their actions show Jesus, show love, show obedience. So my prayer for you guys and for for the whole entire church, yes, we want revival. Yes, we want outreaches. We want to reach others. But we need to be obedient to the Lord first. It starts right here, you guys. It starts with us. And when we are obedient to the Lord, when we love the Lord, see how the Lord works after that. Because I guarantee you, you guys, he is going to do amazing things through obedience. He's going to do amazing things if we have hearts the way Samuel had a heart, a servant's heart. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you and we thank you so much for the example that you've given us through Samuel. Lord, just a young, a young boy who was so willing to serve his master, Lord, and to serve you. Who when you spoke, he stopped and listened. Gosh, Lord, I pray for, for your church, your children to have hearts like that. That when you speak, Lord, we grasp on to every word you have to say to us. And that we wouldn't just listen, Lord, but that we would take action on those words. And so I pray that you would continue to speak to us, through us, Father God. And that we would continue to be obedient 
to you, Father God. And if there needs to be changes, Lord, I pray that we would make those changes. I pray that you would show us what we need to do. To be your servants, Lord, to be your children. And more than that, but to be obedient children. Thank you for that word, Father God. And as we just spend the rest of this time, the rest of this hour in prayer, Father God, may you just hear our, our prayers, Father God. May you just answer them according to your will and purpose and just bless the rest of this night. We ask this in Jesus' name.